Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy New Year. Good morning, JC. Happy New Year. This is Sister Tracy. Thank you, God, for 2024 rolling in with the with with um with grace and love and peace, joy in our heart, and for an amazing year. That's I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I mean, to interrupt you. Go ahead. What did you? No, I was saying that. I was saying it's just absolutely fantastic. It is. It is. Praise God. Thank you, Sister Tracy. You're welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Tracy. Anyone else on the line? Yeah, what a blessing. What a blessing it is. Another year. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy New Year. This is JC. Good morning, good morning. Happy New Year. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Is anyone on the line that likes to say good morning? Good morning, JC. It's kind Kim. Happy New Year. God bless my family. I love you guys. Thank you, kind Kim. We love you too. Anyone else? Good morning. Happy New Year and welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. I am your hostess for today. Good morning, JC. This is Gloria. Gloria. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, DV. Good morning, Gloria. Gloria. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. You too. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning. Happy New Year. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy New Year. This is C and I am your hostess for today. Did anyone else join or like to say good morning or hello? Happy New Year. <laughs> good morning. This is Lisa. Happy New Year, everybody. Hi, Lisa. Happy New Year and happy belated birthday, sis. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy your day, hon. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Anyone else? Good morning, good morning. Happy New Year and welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, good morning. Happy New Year. Happy Monday. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy Prosperous New Year. Happy Monday, JC. Good morning, Declare Victory. Happy New Year. Thank you, sis. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. Yes, have a blessed year. Let me get that out now. Yep. 
Amen. Have a blessed year. That's right. Yes. Anyone else? Good morning and happy new year. This is JC. Welcome to the club. Hello. Tree. Good morning, JC. Hello. This is hello. Hello, it's Moxie. Happy New Year, everybody. Good morning, good morning, Moxie. Have a wonderful, wonderful New Year, sweetheart. You too. You have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Anyone else? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy New Year. Twenty twenty four is amongst us. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Wow. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC and I am your host for today. Happy, happy new year. I just want to say I love you all. I love you all on purpose and I pray for you, pray for you always. And thank you, Dion, for the invitation to declare victory. God bless you all. Change my life. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Love you too. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else before we get started? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Monday. Good morning, happy Monday, and happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. Oh, that's okay. Good morning, good morning. God bless you. Okay, it's time to get started with the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello again. My name is JC, and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to join us during the month of January, where our monthly theme is entitled Repentance. Each declare will focus on repentance, which is the format that God allows for the forgiveness of sins. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. First, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters for Married Couples or Married Hopefuls. You can call in to the same phone number tonight at 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will be happy that you did. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. The declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. The declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we will go right into the closing comments posted by the declare. The scripture for today, Acts 3 and 19. Repent then and turn to God 
so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute and tell me, until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Tanya. Once again, Happy New Year. God bless you all. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Happy New Year and Happy New You. I just want to remind you to place your phones on mute until we get to the portion of prayer where we are worshiping corporately. Father, we just thank you today. Thank you, Father, for another day, another day that you have made. Everything that you make is good. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for blessing us to see another year. And even though it may seem like it's just another day, it's monumental because we've never seen 2024 before. And so, Father, we thank you for blessing us to cross over into another year. And while there's nothing magical about the new year or a new year celebration, because we know that we make the choice and we make the decisions about how our time will be used, what things we will do. And we are especially blessed when we include you in our plans. So God, we thank you that we woke up with a mind to worship you. We thank you that we woke up in our right minds, as the old saints used to say. We thank you for the use and the activities of our limbs. We thank you because we can think clearly. Thank you that we are housed. We have heat and hot and cold running water. We have food. We may not have everything that we want, But we thank you that you supply every single one of our needs. Lord Jesus, we lift up the unhoused to you all over this nation, um, which is at epidemic proportions. Uh, We lift them, especially those that do not have the mental capacity to make the decisions that they need to make to get out of the elements. Lord God, we pray for those that are um, unhoused with their children, with their, with their family, um, and they're doing the very best that we can, God, that they can. We pray, God, that you would bless them to be able to find housing um, so that they can be able to offer their children more stability and um, so that they can have the stability that is necessary. We pray for those that are incarcerated who feel um, forgotten and who have been forgotten, those that are incarcerated for the wrong things. Thank you that you are a just God. In in other words, those that are incarcerated and they did not commit a crime, they were railroaded or the system failed them. We pray, God, that your justice would prevail for them. We pray for those that are in hospital rooms, in the ICU and long-term care facilities and their loved ones that are looking out for them, that are visiting them, the loved ones that are supporting them. We pray for healthcare workers. We pray for uh, care, health care providers. We pray for those that deal with people uh, on a regular basis, whether it's customer service or whether it is um, seeing them as a patient or providing them with whatever types of services that you would give them the capacity, Lord Jesus, to be able to work with those individuals, Lord God, and that you would help them to provide the resources that are necessary, the resources that they need. 
Father, we lift up our government to you, our um, city government, our county government, our state, and our um, national government, Father, that you would bless them. We know that you're in control because the word says the heart of the king is in your hands. You cause it to move like you do the rivers. Father, I thank you that even though some of the decisions that are being made, um, some of the things that we see happening in the news and some of the things that we've witnessed personally, it may look like things are completely out of control. It may look like um, they are doing the wrong things and so on and so forth. But, Father, at the end of the day, you are in control of it all. Help us to remember that. Help us to remember, Lord Jesus, when we go through things, that it's not to be punished. Sometimes it's to make us aware of certain things. Sometimes it is a consequence of our actions, but it's not because you are punishing us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that everything, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, who are called according to your purpose. Thank you, God, that your purpose primarily includes us living a life that glorifies you. When we think of that, when we keep that forefront, it helps us to make the right decisions because at the everything that we do, everything that we face, it has to do with us making decisions. And Lord Jesus, I thank you that we seek you, your wisdom for us, your guidance, your direction. You said in all of our ways, we should acknowledge you and you would direct our path. Lord Jesus, help us to acknowledge you every single morning. Even those times when we don't get on this call, help us to acknowledge you every single morning so that you can direct us, so that you can lead us, so that you can be a light to our, a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. Thank you that you illuminate us, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you enlighten us and that you instruct us and that you correct us and that you reveal the truth to us, Holy Spirit. We lift up, I did not hear any prayer requests this morning, Lord God, but if there were some, you know what they are. You know what is needed. You know what is desired. We lift up every single person that is on this call and every single person that will call back and listen uh, to the playback. We ask God that you would bless them in a special way and, again, that you would meet every need according to your word. You promise that you would meet every need. And so, God, we thank you and praise you that we can count on your promises this today, God, we make a decision that this will be a good day because you made it. We make a decision that we are above and not beneath. We make the choice that we are lenders and not borrowers. We make the choice that we can make good decisions. We make the choice, hallelujah, that you lead us and that you guide us. We make the choice that we are more than conquerors. We make the choice today to believe your word, which says that we are not only more than conquerors, but that we win. We are victorious. In the name of Jesus, we make the choice today to serve you, to lift you up, to be a light and an example. Thank you, God, that we are like a light that is on the hill. We are like beacons where people are drawn to the light. And when they're drawn to us, you give us what to say. For your word tells us, Holy Spirit, that you in that hour, so whenever it is time, you will give us what to say. And so, God, we want to lift up our families to you. We lift up our married couples to you, married hopefuls. We lift up uh, our children to you as they're preparing to go back to school. 
Uh, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for covering them. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for blessing them in their studies, what, no matter whether they're in kindergarten or whether they're in a university. Uh, we thank you and we praise you, God. For wisdom, again, is the principal thing, and with all thy getting, we should get an understanding. So we thank you, God, that they get understanding from their uh, professors and from their teachers and from the whoever it is that uh, may be teaching them or instructing them in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for declare victory, how you've blessed us to see almost, it's almost 10 years that you've blessed us to be able to call in and press mute and then take our phones off mute and ask questions about the word. Thank you for the model that you gave us, Lord, the model that has worked for these past 10 years. Thank you for every prayer warrior. Thank you for every declarer. Thank you for every greeter, every host. Thank you for those that work behind the scenes, Lord. Thank you, God, for this platform where it's a judgment-free zone. And so, Father, we just bless you, and we come together today to say thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do. And as we take our phones off mute, we do so in great celebration. We do so lifting you up and glorifying you, thanking you for what you've done in our lives, God. Thank you for blessing us to see another year. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that it didn't go as bad as it could have. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, you all. Take your phone you off. You you thank God for what he's done. Hallelujah. Not so much for the situation we may find ourselves. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for helping us to handle correctly. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for helping us to write the year off right. That is giving you praise. That is giving you honor. That is giving you honor. God, we magnify you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for helping us to do work. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we start to turn off with your face. Thank you that you lift up on down here, God. I tell you, Lord, that you're 
As we prepare for the word we that did not know. 
uh, congratulations are in order, and so I'm, I'm excited about that for her. Uh, just uh, to put it in reverse briefly, thank you, JC, for your gracious hosting and greeting. Thank you, sis, for uh, leading us into prayer. You guys know I don't normally share on Mondays, um, but I considered this uh, one of those moments that I am not just obligated but honored uh, to be able to open up the year as we go into the next phases of life and uh, love and victory, hallelujah, as we transition into um, new paths, new walkways that God allowed us to transition into this year. Uh, my prayer is that not only you make the best of it, but the expectation that this is going to be your best year yet. So with that said, I digress. And, um, you know, it's it's an amazing thing how Holy Spirit operates and works and moves. And um, I believe that even with the share that he gave me for uh, the beginning of the year, probably uh, mid, I don't know, it may have been mid-November, whenever it was, um, it preceded all of the things that are going on as it relates to the church and some of our church leaders, uh, it preceded uh, some of the the news headlines that we are seeing. It preceded a lot of different things. And I didn't quite understand why we would begin our year with that. You know, most people begin their year with uh, declaring their first fruits uh, or uh, having a, a long, drawn-out discussion about uh, perhaps what what we are now learning and has been unpacked, what we once used to call a Daniel fast, which is not really a thing. <laughs> uh, but most people start their year with a fast or, uh, you know, perhaps a diet or a workout regimen. We'll see a whole bunch of people making up stuff, talking about what they are going to do this year that they said they were going to do last year and so on and so forth. Um, but I thank God for... Uh, rehearsing his presence. I thank God for consistently asking him um, what what is the burden that you are bearing that you would like for us to share in the earth? What is uh, the weight that you are feeling, Father? And the only word I heard repetitively was repentance. Um, for people that are new to the faith or just coming into perhaps the knowledge of Christ and moving out of religion and tradition and uh, church and the idea of uh, showing up because it it maybe legitimizes you or gives you uh, a sense of purpose. But the reality is that we have an obligation as believers to live a repented life. Right, we should consistently live from repentance, not for it. Um, we should, at some point, as we establish a relationship with Jesus, um, there should be uh, a holy reverence, a holy fear, a holy admonition, um, and or acknowledgement of the authoritative 
presence that Jesus has in our lives, so much so that not only do we live a repented life, um, but that it is our pleasure to be found uh, living holy, that it is our pleasure, our honor, in fact, to be found living a repented life. And so this morning, I won't be before you very long, um, just as it is the first day of the year. I'm sure everybody had long evenings. Well, maybe not everybody. (laughs) But um, I I want us to, let's talk about it. Let's unpack it and what that looks like. My prayer is that the spirit of conviction would uh, lean us into the value um, that repentance houses that there is a level of reverence for who God says we are outside of um, the lies that we tell ourselves to be mediocre, the lies that we tell ourselves to live beneath our divine privilege, our supernatural privilege. My prayer is that this conversation throughout the month of January will begin to pull us into places of purpose and prominence, uh, places of um being proficient in the truth of the word of God. I pray that the spirit of truth be released this morning and that we would find ourselves um, leaning in toward the truth of what God says about who we are. Um, and, And the reality is the less repented your lifestyle is, Um, the duller you become in the hand of the master. Um, There's nothing worse than a pair of, uh, as a a former hairstylist for 20-plus years, there's nothing worse than picking up a pair of scissors that has um, absolutely no no sharpness to it. Uh, What it does is it doesn't cut the hair. It actually damages the hair. It pushes it as opposed to slicing or splicing it. And so um, what I think we are seeing uh, as the, the, the bride is completely under attack, but it's almost a voluntary thing. It's like we signed up uh, to be ridiculed. We signed up to uh, be judged. We signed up uh, to be uh, the topic of discussion, and that is because um, not too many people talk about the word repentance. Um, it's not a it's not a common conversation, and, and if we'd all be honest, um, that's all the gospel is. The Bible says repent and be baptized, and then we come into um, the kingdom of God. So uh, that being said, I'm going to give you guys several scriptures as we proceed this morning. Um, but I want to first give you a working definition uh, or a, a Christian definition of what repentance is. A true Christian repentance involves a heartfelt conviction of sin, right? Contrition over the offense to God and turning away from that sinful way of living and turning towards God and and a God-honoring way of life, right? A God-honoring way of life. And and when we consider that or when we think of that, the the reality is, um, especially if you have not... uh, 
steadfastly developed a relationship with God. And I'm not talking about a relationship with church. I'm talking about a relationship, a supernatural connection with Jesus and who he is in all of his perfection and all of his glory. Uh, the the truth is, if you don't have that connection, if, if from Sunday to Sunday uh, your day is simply filled with uh, the routine of, uh, an opening worship song, and then somebody will read a scripture, somebody says a prayer, then there may be two more worship songs, then they're going to take up the offering, and then the pastor is going to come forward, and then they may or may not have an altar call, depending on what denomination or faith-based organization you are a member of. But the reality is uh, this this whole repented lifestyle is far greater. It's far more precious. It's far more specific specific than the routines or regimens of Sunday morning worship. For some of us, uh, we have uh, a daily routine or a habit or a pattern of morning devotion or moments of silence and meditation on the Word of God. For some of us, not that much. Uh, For some of us, we get up and we get on this phone call and we listen to whatever is being shared, but outside of this and perhaps a Sunday morning worship service or an online Bible study or prayer, we don't have um, a worship lifestyle. We don't have time that we set aside to spend with Abba that is dedicated to hearing his voice and to being in his presence and to being undergird by the power of the Holy Spirit, not because you need something or not because you need to preach something or teach something, but just because uh, when you don't experience that on a regular basis, you feel dry. Listen, I can't go uh, a number of days without spending time in his presence. Um, And one of the reasons I believe that to be true is simply because I know that if I do, deception is near because of the responsibility that I have in the earth, right? So so what that means, it means that you have to grasp the concept that repentance is simply a change of mind. In Tanya's prayer this morning, um, and something that I say quite frequently, every single thing that we do in life is a decision, uh, when when you open your eyes in the morning, you decide whether or not you're going to roll over, you're going to get up, you're going to pray, you're going to whatever it is in the course of the day, you make active decisions one by one. You decide, unless of course you are a paraplegic or you've experienced some type of a medical trauma or condition, you decide whether or not you want to swing your legs to the left or to the right in order to stand. Uh, as opposed to continue to lay down. Uh, when when you feel the unction for your bladder to do what it naturally does, you make a physical decision uh, whether you're going to get up and go relieve yourself or you're going to lay there and then let the chips fall where they may, right? We make an active decision uh, when we Uh, uh, turn on the water to wash our hands or turn on the shower to bathe ourselves or to actively get dressed and all of these things. And again, unless you have a medical condition, you decide 
what you are going to do in the course of the day. Well, the reality is because repentance is a change of mind, right, um, the the primary definition of it is not a 360, which is what some people will define it as, but a 180. It means that you turn your back on what was in order to get to what is or what always has been. Right? Um, uh, the meaning of repentance isn't something you cannot know, uh, but you have to care about it. It has to matter to you. It has to be an important thing to you. Most times, especially because of cultural norms, we just kind of go along to get along. Right? It, it, it is the easiest thing to do is to live a wayward life, to live um, a godless life, and, and not even intentionally. But whether or not you know it, it is still a decision. Right? Well, you know, I, I don't know how to get closer to God. I don't, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to decide <laughs> that. Being closer to God is far more important than not doing the work to be close to him, right? We see so many biblical descriptions of what um, repentance actually looks like. We see that God repented. He repented when he created man. I hate I made these jokers. They do 18 months, right? We we see all kinds of remorse or regret or chagrin when somebody is caught in the act of something that uh, could lead to repentance or not. I'm going to ask you a question, a series of questions probably. Uh, when is the last time you felt riddled by the thing that you do that you know is out of pocket? You know, from... Uh, cheating on your taxes, to stealing stuff from the office to accommodate your own home office, to um, perhaps keeping extra change that the the cashier may have given you unintentionally, to um, perhaps knowing that you are using uh, something that was given to you to alleviate a pain, but you've used it in excess and now have a little, have formed a little bit of a habit. Um, and I'm talking about like pills or uh, any type of medication that you may abuse and become addicted to, not intentionally, but it, it's just, it's kind of like um, plywood, right? At first, it starts very gradually, and you don't nececessarily notice it, but as time goes on, what you find is um, an unrepented life leads to being extremely dull, which means that you won't be sensitive to the things of the spirit, that you won't be consistently aware or conscious of things that are in your life that are out of order that you have not taken the time to reorder or reestablish. Right. Um, it is imperative in this hour. The hour is critical. Um, there are major transitions ha happening in the spirit and in the natural. The world is reflecting that which is happening. Um, it is 
important that you are completely aware of your surroundings. It is important that when Holy Spirit speaks, you have a tender enough ear to be able to hear him. And what does that come from? It comes from living a repented life. It comes from uh, having clean hands and a pure heart. It comes from uh, living a, a holy and separated life, a consecrated life. See, we don't we don't talk about consecration much at all in the church. Uh, we we talk about uh, name it and claim it, grab it and blab it. Uh, we have conversations about. Uh, the fact that if God did it for me, he'll do it for you, but we don't talk about what the requirements are very frequently. Let me just start with Matthew, the third chapter, which is uh, the, the crux of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Matthew 3, and to repent. Listen, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Like if I remember my grandmother used to say, uh, Jesus is soon to come. Well, my grandmother lived 95 years, and I used to be like, yeah, 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 mama, whatever. Jesus ain't coming, and I don't know what you're talking about. And even if he do, it's gonna, I probably ain't going to be here, <laughs> right? But the reality is today, uh, me saying that to my kids, they probably think and say, the same thing I think and say. The reality is somebody's life ends every day, right? Somebody's world is coming to an end every day. The kingdom of God is at hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The question is, uh, will you be also ready, right? So Matthew 3 and 11 says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. One of the things about um, true repentance and actually giving yourself permission um, to acknowledge, okay, I blew it, right? A, a lot of times there, there are three things that keep us from living a repented lifestyle. The very first one is pride. Uh, the second one is guilt. The third one is shame. And I'm sure that there are more components, but those are the primary gatekeepers to um, living a life that is unrepented. There, there are only so many things that you can do actively uh, and be okay with getting away with. Uh, this is this is not going to be a popular topic. This is not going to be a, a highly dialed into. You know, <laughs> people want to hear things that make them feel good. But this is this is one of those um, accountability conversations, right? How how bad do you want to see his face? Because the reality is that if we don't live from here and we live for here, we are always cleaning up messes. Right, But the difference between living a repented lifestyle and being forced to repent or being openly, publicly shamed and uh, God putting you on the chopping block, the difference is when you do it from here, when you do it from re repentance, when you do it from a repented heart, when you make the decision to live a repented life, the weight of even that which you've lived under, considering he called us to be free, right? He who the Son sets free is free indeed. The only thing that binds us is living a life that is riddled with sin, right? It's the only thing that separates 
us from his love because what happens is you start to self-condemn. You start to judge yourself. You start to guilt yourself. You start to beat yourself up. But if you live a repented life, the weight of that um, you don't have to carry Right. One of the things I love about who Jesus is, is he's always so mindful of us. He's always so mindful of how we feel um, in spite of and regardless to. He always has our best interest at heart. Right. And the reason that he gave us the option of even repenting is so that we would not live a heavily burdened life. And it doesn't mean that things won't come. It doesn't mean that trouble won't um, show up or arrive at our doorstep. But this is what it does mean. It means that if we have not brought things on ourselves, because a lot of the times we try to blame the devil for things that are solely based on our decisions. Right, We make active decisions and then try to beg God to get us out of it and then have the unmitigated gall to blame the devil when we made choices that yielded um, a harvest because everything that we plant grows. One of the things I love about living a repented life is I don't have to go back and clean up messes. Right, Some stuff I don't have to experience in excess because I've already, listen, God, I suck at this. And we, we as believers, you have to know that, number one, it doesn't have to be that difficult. It doesn't have to be that shaming or embarrassing, right? We, we have one another. He said, let the weaker saints, right, lean into those that are stronger so that we can restore you back to your faith. You've got to find a safe space. And I'm not saying that you tell everybody your business. Don't, don't get it twisted because at the end of the day, our ultimate repentance is due to the Father, Right, But sometimes you have to walk your way through things. Some of us need to repent for um, being disappointed and, and it turning into bitterness. Some of us need to repent for um, telling a little white lie that you allowed to turn into um, an avalanche of a story that has created all kinds of aftermath and fallout thereafter. Some of us need to repent for not trusting God and trying to lord our own lives. Some of us need to repent for being angry with God because an outcome wasn't what you thought it should be. There are so many things to repent. Well, I don't really have that much to repent about. Honey, listen, if you just do a, a, a view in your peripheral and you start to think about all the things that you've taken for granted, when you start to consider all the places that um, you've objectivized in your eyes, uh, in your thought process, all the altars that you've erected unbeknownst to you and all the idols that you have put in place that you are unaware of, which is why it is important that you have an established prayer life, right? Without it, you don't even know what to repent for. There are several different steps that you must take in order to make yourself conscious and or aware um, of things that are perhaps they're not even your things. Maybe they're your mother's things or your grandmother's things. But the reality is until there is recompense, until there is a level of repentance, and I don't care who did it, in your bloodline, listen, blood is a powerful thing. <laughs> You can acknowledge it. You cannot acknowledge it. This is not witchy. This is the word. 
right? Because until Jesus came, there was always some sort of a sacrifice of a bullock or a dove or uh, oxen, and, and the sacrifices were messy and they were dirty and they were grimy and it probably stunk to high heaven, and that's what our lives look like unrepented. Right? I'm sure that the fragrance that we yield, that we render, if we don't acknowledge everything that happens, not just in our lives, but in the lives of our loved ones, our, our parents, our mother, our father, right? Some of us, so for people like me, I have to pray differently because I don't know who my father is, right? There are certain things that are in my bloodline that I've not ever seen with my eyes or heard about. I've never even heard a good rumor about my daddy. So I, I have to pray very differently because I know I'm combating things that I cannot see. We war not against flesh and blood, but against wickedness and principalities and darkness and high places. There are things that are happening in the earth. There are things that are happening around the earth. There are things that are happening atmospherically, and repentance is a requirement. So what what does that look like, Dion? How do I get to a place where I'm sensitive to the things of the spirit, where I understand and know exactly what it is that I'm supposed to be speaking to God about her, praying to God about her, even ridding myself of the first thing you have to do. God, listen, I repent for my ignorance. I'm sorry I didn't know that I didn't know. That that repentance is not just when you get caught doing something. No, but living from repentance, right? So every day, Lord... Please pardon me for anything that I may not have observed, for perhaps not acknowledging you um, properly in the course of my day. God, forgive me for the oversight of not taking time to spend time. See, I can tell when I haven't spent quality time, you know, when I'm just doing the ritualistic things because it's easy to do. Let me, let me just help you all. It's easy to develop a pattern, and then you, you end up going through the motions. It's unintentional. But it happens. And if you are not, again, um, deliberate about getting on your knees, sometimes you have to get on your face. Sometimes you have to sit in one spot. And, and you have to be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit to hear him because he will literally tell you what to do and how to posture. It helps when it comes to repentance. It helps when it comes to a sincere apology. There is nothing worse. Then somebody says, well, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. You could have kept that. And a lot of times that's what we give God. We give him our leftover suggested idea of repentance, which is not a transition or a transformation. Listen, I don't repent for nothing I plan to do again. <laughs> How about that? Right? You get to a certain point. Um, I remember I used to always have to apologize for losing my temper until I got to the place where I, I repented from a different place. And I said, God, I don't, I don't know how to manage this. I don't know how to navigate this. I don't know how to communicate not from an angry place. Show me the root of what I really need to repent for, right? And so for some of you that have a bad temper, you go from zero to ten um, overnight, it's really more about bitterness and unforgiveness than it is about anger, but 
the only way that you start to discover that is by consistently repenting about the things that you know you have a problem with. I knew I had a problem with anger. I didn't realize at that time that I was bitter. I didn't realize that I was holding someone hostage for a thing, right? And and the cold part is that thing sets up residence. And so what it becomes is an altar. And whether or not you know it, you begin to nurse that thing. And so one of the things that you, we all should repent for consistently um, is any altar erected unbeknownst to us, a thing that we've elevated above the truth of what he's already said about us, be it regarding our family, be it regarding our children, be it regarding our husband or our wife, um, our finances, or our, our things, tangible things. Sometimes we make things into idols. Right, Living an unrepented life will allow those erected idols, those erected altars, not only to take up residence, but then what you'll start to notice is you'll become more and more spiritually dull. You'll become more and more spiritually unaware. You'll become more and more easily hoodwinked into hearing things and not recognizing that it's off, hearing things and not noticing that um, mm, that might be a little witchy. <laughs> right? And it is not intentional. But what happens is the enemy lulls us to sleep. Right? He does it through Sunday morning worship services and us having our routine programs and, uh, you know, well, I got Sunday over with. Right? Some of us go to church out of obligation because it's a family church. You go, you owe God an apology. Right. There there's a level of repentance that comes with when God is calling you to do something different. Right? But because there's an altar erected, whether or not you know it, uh out of a false loyalty and a false humility, um, there's a, a, a repentance phase that needs to go right there. Right? There are some things that need to be cleaned up and restructured and um realigned and reassessed. Right now, today is January the 1st, 2024. It is 6.50-something a.m. What time is it? 6.52 a.m. on this January 1st. And my prayer is that by the end of this 30 days, these um, 25 different declarations that we will hear throughout the month of January and on Wednesday, I'm going to give you several practical steps and practical prayers to pray uh, of repentance, and some of them will be prayers of deliverance. They will even be physically written out. Um, I've been working on them throughout the course of the uh, last couple of weeks just to make sure that during this month you have the proper language because, listen, prayers prayed wrong are ineffective, guys. Right? Repentance for something that you are uh, not aware of or something that you just assume is not helpful. And so I want us to be able to aim at the head of the enemy. I want us to be able to get at all these monitoring spirits that are watching us and looking for the infractions that we've not repented for. Let me give you a practical analogy, um, and you can read this in your own time. The story of Joseph is probably one of the most pinnacle um, shifts for me personally as 
I started to really understand the power of repentance. And if you look at it, I know in about the 52nd chapter of Genesis where um, Joseph's brothers who had tried to kill him, who had sold him into human trafficked him, just all these horrible things who had lied about him being dead, who left him for dead and did not care and then had the unmitigated gall to get in his presence and be terrified. You terrified, but you lived unrepented, right? And as a result of them living that unrepented life, they ended up in a place of need when Joseph ended up being the one to provide the need. But here's the thing. See, a lot of times God would warn us, but because we are so spiritually dead inside, uh, because all we do is go to church on Sunday and we don't have no life that we read the Word of God or listen to the Word of God or study the Word of God or meditate on the Word of God, we have no idea what's going on in the spirit realm. And so things happen unbeknownst to us. Things happen to our children. Things happen in our marriages. Things happen with our finances and we're defensive because we haven't repented. But listen to what what was very powerful in that 52nd chapter is his siblings went back to him and repented. And it wasn't until they repented that the breach was broke, the breach was identified and that the the, uh, gap was filled. It was then that Joseph was released to be able to even not only meet their need, but meet their need above their expectation. There are certain things in your life that are being held up right now because of unrepented sin. And I'm not talking about what I think. I'm not talking about something that I've not experienced. I'm talking about what I know. And my greatest lesson was dealing with my baby fighting for his life. I was like, God, where is the breach? Who owe? Who owe what? Who owes the board? Help me find it so I can repent. Right? So I did a lot of repenting for my mother. I did a lot of repenting for my grandmother and her mother and her father. I I did a lot of repenting for um, people that I've never met in my whole life. Right? I can't even give my father a name. (laughs) Right? And so so my seek is very different because I understand that we are not fighting a natural battle. We are fighting a battle against things that we cannot see. And if you have a life riddled with unrepented sin, you cannot see. Read Matthew, the 13th chapter, and read it in its entirety, having eyes but not seeing, having ears but not hearing, right? Being in, in position and out of position simultaneously at the same time. Right? God has us here. The reason that you are still here is because there is still need of you. But if your blade is dull, he can't even swing you. Right? Um, and so my prayer is that this time that we spend together, I only talked about a fraction of what I wanted to talk about this morning, but if you have the courage to meet me back here on Wednesday, um, we're going to go a little bit deeper and we're going to have a little bit um, heftier of a conversation on how to develop a lifestyle of repentance and not just have to apologize because you got caught or because you're getting drugged because you will get drugged. Don't don't get it ask me how I know. I'm not telling you something somebody told me, right? But he knew that I could handle being some of y'all can't handle being I got drug. <laughs> right? I got drugged because of pride. I got drugged because of um being 
elusive or evasive. I got drugged because some things I didn't want to acknowledge, some altars I was happy with, some idols I was comfortable with. And I'm just talking about me. I'm not talking about you. But in order for you to change it, you have to change it. That's what repentance is, the changed mind, right? So that being said, listen, I pray I said something that convicted you. I pray I said something that made you uncomfortable. I pray that when you hang up, uh, you you might potentially lie on me. That'll just let you know that you've lived an unrepented life because them them demons distressed you out, right? But I would like for us to get rid of them together. Let's do that. Let's this not only be about repentance, but let it also be um, a month of deliverance that people get set free from complacency and living a contemporary life with a God that is um, absolutely unforgettable, that is relentless, that loves you so much that he'll knock down doors for you, that he'll uh, fight a brick wall to get you free, that he'll kick down doors. He is uh, the God that that expects, anticipates, um, and empowers us to repent because he's a loving God. He's a forgiving God, but you can't be forgiven for something you won't confess. Amen. All right, so that being said, listen, it's our second greeting time. Uh, We can jump right in. I won't specify the men or women. Uh, We'll just jump right into our Morning hosting and greeting. There may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say good morning. Here's your time. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. This is Lynn. Um, uh, welcome to 2024, everyone. Um, I was on the call Friday, and it was no guarantee that we will make it to Monday, but we did make right. it. And God. It's true. Hi, Lynn. Good morning. Happy New Year, uh, Happy New Year to you, too, babe. Good morning, Deanna. Hi, Lynn. <laughs> Hi. Who's that? Simone. Hey, sweetie. <laughs> Good morning, Ju. I heard you. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Happy New Year to see that. Hey, good, good morning, morning everyone. Happy New Year's to you. I love you. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year and congratulations, Sabrina. <laughs> I bless you all. <laughs> Blessings to you. Good morning, Krishanda. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> hmm. Good to hear you, little girl. Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. Happy New Year. Year. Morning is beloved. Good morning, DV. Happy New Year to all. Uh oh. Good good morning, beloved. Who 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 was that? Say it again. I'm sorry. I was saying good morning, DV family. This is Simone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Simi. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year to you also. Yo, yo. 
Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year, y'all. Good morning. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else? Good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning. Good this is Pamela. Ben. Happy New Year. Good morning, Pamela. Happy New Year to you, too. Morning, Dee. Anybody? It's Tan Hey. Um, it's a new year. It's a new me. Hallelujah, it's the new you. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Amen. Anybody else? Any anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? I do. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. This is Happy JC. New Year. Hey JC. Hi. I don't have a lot to say, but I just want to thank you for inviting me to this call. I don't know how many years ago, what, nine, ten years? <laughs> Almost and, ten, yeah. And I remember being on the call. I was scared to talk, scared to read. And I don't remember what was said, but you and Tanya said something that just changed my life. And I just want to thank you guys. Thank you so much. I don't want to cry, but mm-hmm. you guys have really, really, and I was in a bad place, but Declare Victory has changed my life. And I Amen. just want to say, God bless you guys. Okay? Amen. 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 God bless you too, JC. We're honored to have you, and I'm grateful um, for even being part of the process, and I thank God for just availability, you know? Yes, amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Hey, Dishelle, again. Um, From the prayer this morning to the declare, between you and Tan, y'all hit on everything that we could not to think of and not even think of to come throughout the month. Um, the prayer that she prayed on, you know, just, oh my God, when you think about the things that she touched on and, and you coming from every angle. So we don't have any excuse not to repent for anything, even the simplest, littlest things for not mm-hmm. to, for not taking the cart back to where you mm-hmm. got the cart or put it back where somebody mm-hmm. can get it. Those things that are so little. So thank you for um, touching down and, and helping us to prepare ourselves and to prepare our hearts for what's to come. For repentance is a real thing and it's required. Mm-hmm. It's just not something we think we can do. It is definitely mandated and required. So thank you, sis. I absolutely love mm-hmm. you. Amen. I love you more, babe. And And the reality is it's a gift to us. Right, the fact that we can, man, be forgiven, even though he already paid the ultimate price for us to be forgiven in in its totality, and we still need it. The fact that we have action at it is everything. <laughs> I'm grateful for the gift. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
so excited for Brie Brie. Man, that's a beautiful thing to start the new year off, just happy and celebrating joy. Um, this morning, sis, though, like um, Shell said, with Tan and that prayer, and then you're coming at us. You said something. This is Didi, y'all, not Maddie. You said something when you said about not even knowing your dad. That hit me because a lot of the repentance and, you, man, from regular routine, going to church and, you know, all of that, to not know that you realize that you need repentance. I think a lot of believers don't even think that applies, if that if that makes sense what I'm saying. We have to mm-hmm. know that we, we've done wrong. We, we all do every day. I mean, little stuff from small stuff to what we say about people secretly. We have to know and have remorse about it, and then we have to renounce it and really turn away from it so we can be restored and just live a repentant life. And all the praying and falling out and sanctuary shop won't make, don't even matter if we're not repenting. It's like a daily thing. It's like we have to renew our minds daily. We have to repent. I know several times a day for our thoughts and our words and our deeds. And, again, Mm -hmm. the littlest thing we think, and we didn't shout at heaven down and prayed heaven down, but we were nice. We were nasty to that that store person or that that, um, waiter or waitress. And, like you said, stealing from the job or whatever it is. Repentance is necessary. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about this month. And you hit me in my gut about some things because the generational stuff, that ain't mine. I got to repent for it and Mm -hmm. not have an altar to what my daddy's daddy did or my mama's daddy. You know, it's so much to our bloodlines. So that Mm -hmm. part is going to free some people because we are being connected to the bloodline and it's real. It's not spooky, but it is. So I love you. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm just thankful for you. It's a it's a real thing, and it it makes a big difference. It makes a really big difference, guys. Well, this is Hello. Simone, Hello. and um, you uh, you got me when you said, and I never considered it. How when we say, "I'm sorry if I if I hurt your feelings," and that's how we do God. When we mm-hmm. don't come back and repent, and that was like, ugh, it's, it's sorry, mm-hmm. God. You know, it's very mm-hmm. um, casual. Um, so that's a sticking point. I, I want to sit in for a bit, but that that kind of got me. I never thought of it in perspective of how we are towards God. Mhm. Just out of habit. Mhm. Just kind of very, very nonchalant, unconcerned. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed. We're not allowed to do that. Yeah, we gotta yeah, grow up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we 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 gotta straight up grow up. <laughs> I heard somebody else trying to jump in. Who was that? Krishonda. Hey, Krishonda, go ahead. What a gift um, this month is going to be. What a gift it was this morning. Um, just so thankful as always for you and for this call. Um, the gift of making room in your heart. Mm. Hallelujah. When we um, acknowledge things and just the questions, um, I, I just I'm excited about um, the questions um, that we'll we'll ask ourselves um, of things that we may not be aware of to make room in our hearts. Um, the gift of freedom um, and and giving us more capacity for love 
um, by being retentive. And so I'm grateful and I um, I agree with what um, um, Simone just said also. This is really an exciting month. It's going to be tough, but it's, it's, it's really good and I'm excited. And I, I thank God for you and for the call. Happy New Year, everybody. God bless. Yeah. I think it's going to be uncomfortable for all of us because it's a constant reminder that, listen, we need to be forgiven. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Hey, Dion. Hey, hey hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, this call this morning, I, I'm just sitting here marveling and grateful to God for his strategy. Last month, he gave us the value of reflecting on friendship and what friendship is. And he is a friend who sits closer than a brother. He is the friend who gave himself. And now he says, okay, what I gave myself for this month, I want you to really recognize necessity. And you said it's going to be uncomfortable. It absolutely positively is. But I thank God for being able to this day, January 1st, 1st, 2024, to be able to sit right here in this uncomfortability and recognize that, listen, ma'am, the quietness, you got to sit quietly, you got to listen, you got to hear in order for actual change to come, because it's not going to come by just going through the motions and doing this and doing that and busy, busy, busy. It, you got to sit. So I'm, I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful. I appreciate you. I appreciate the clear victory. And I just thank God for his mercy and grace towards us. I love you much. See you next week. Amen. We got to know. Yay. Hey, <laughs> yes. This is this is JC. I just yes, want to ma'am. say one more thing. How, how good God is. Uh I my first granddaughter was born with uh her liver I can't remember what what it, the name is called. But she had to have a liver transplant, and she had one at two years old. And, of course, the doctor said, okay, she's not going to live past five years old. But I just want to praise God and thank him. He's so good. My baby made 30 years old yesterday. And to tell me that God ain't real and God ain't good, I just want to praise him and just share that with you guys. He is so good. Yes, he is. And she's healthy, 30 years old. That's 25 Amen. years past the time. God has the last word. So. So Every single you. time. Yeah. I was wanting to share yes, that. Yes, ma'am. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Listen, that's like Josiah turning 21, and they said at, at 13 he would be dead at 14. They was lying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Lies, lies, lies. Mm-mm. God has the final say so. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I just love it, love it, love it. He's good, and I just want to share him with everyone. I even have my family calling me now and asking me, "Will I pray for him?" I didn't have that years ago. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I don't even know what to say. But Lord have mercy, He didn't change me. Thank you. I don't want to keep running my mouth, but I'm just feeling <laughs> so good and thankful. And all right. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I remember once upon a time you wouldn't say much at all, so that's a big deal. Thank you for sharing, babe. Thank you so much for sharing. We appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you.
Amen. Anyone else? Yeah, I know I'm, I'm not going to beat you up, but. Dion, uh, Didi again. Yes, Can ma'am. you just, because mm-hmm. Simone made me think about when uh, the the apology part of it, because that, oh, God, I'm sorry. It's like we do that. It's like, and that sorry, not sorry, why do we even do that? If you are authentically sorry, then it comes from your heart. And it's like, again, keep that. I like the way you said it. I've learned to, how do I say, um, just be mindful. And I'm 56, but even with these little ones, I learned a valuable lesson the other day because I had a four-year-old and a three-year-old at the movies. What was I thinking? I had to apologize to myself or even put myself in that because I was stressed out because they're, they didn't they didn't want to sit that, in that movie that long. But even with that, mm-hmm. it was an example of stuff that we do, right? And Ace got on my nerves and River got on my nerves. But I had to apologize because I lost it. I didn't flash or anything like that. But it was like that. And when you said it, it's like, man, dealing with my mom who's 82, it's a lot. It's a lot to having patience and learning to be slow to say stuff. And so you don't have to say, because me and my mom go at all the time, she'll do something and flash, and then she come and, I'm sorry, but are you really? Even with me, I'm, it's authentic for me. So when I apologize mm-hmm. for something I've done, I mean it. So I, mm-hmm. I think we have to really focus on our what we say and not just, just go along to get along. And even with routine church, like you said, that's so good that we stop doing that, stop um just doing just it's like being um on a a movie set right and me being mm-hmm. a greeter for all those years that I greeted I got to see a lot you know you just yeah. waiting for certain people come to the door and they're gonna say the same thing they said and then, and then they kids tell them the kids will tell on you because they're like who is this person they just cuss us all with church right. and they cross the threshold door and they think hallelujah hallelujah praise the Lord so yeah it that part that that apology has to be authentic I love you. Amen. Amen. It's true. Sister Dion, this is Tenacious T. Happy New Year. Well, hey, Tenacious T, darling. Thank you for, I just wanted to tell you, thank you for the times this line has helped me in 2023. Can you believe ever since I started, and it was Beloved Barb that connected me to it, every chosen message I nearly would fall to my knees as I can't believe how it had perfect timing in my life. Mm. Even Mm. last month, oh, my God, I was being tested on friendship. And when December 1st came, I said, no way. Mm -hmm, (laughs) It's mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. thank the Lord for every subject in this one on I didn't get the login right. I'm guessing it's on um, forgiveness or repentance. Repentance. Mm -hmm. I know last Christmas season in 2022, I had went to Texas, and it was a rare moment that our family had gotten together post the the cease of the um, loss of my parents, and I had taken my younger brother, who's three years younger, into a private room, and he hadn't spoken to me in four years. And he was Mm. tolerating my appearance there, I could tell. 
But I said some words that another seasoned Christian had said. Instead of saying, I'm sorry for what I've done that may have hurt you or that you think I've done, they said to say, clearly I have done something wrong that may have hurt you. So will you Mm. please forgive me? And Mm -hmm. I sat there in silence and let him pretty much rake me over the coals, but I said not Mm -hmm. a word. And when Mm -hmm. he finished, I thanked him and again said, I'm so sorry. And he says, well, it's going to take a while, but I'm not going to stop you from coming to see my family because that even cut off his family, and they didn't even get a say and this. They didn't even know he had stopped talking to me. But the long story short, can you believe still things are exactly the same? So pray for me that this message will give me the healing that I need because mm-hmm. I know that I've done everything possible to fix that relationship and Mm-hmm. Got to let God do it. So thank you mm-hmm. for listening and thank you for all you do. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Definitely praying with and for you. Um, but I, I'm going to say this and prayerfully it'll give you a little bit of relief. Sometimes the um, the restoration that we're looking for um, doesn't come. And then it's in those moments that we have to repent for attempting to lord the outcome and ask God to give us the grace to grieve an alive person <laughs> and okay. let it be okay. Hmm. And let it be okay. It's not It's not Hallelujah. always easy to do, um, but it's, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And we can't, we can't be God over somebody else's feelings. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. Amen. I know that's not always the the answer that we want, the outcome that we want, um, but it is sometimes just what we have to, um, and and it doesn't mean forever, um, but it you know we have to have the courage to grieve what we think we should experience with that person or persons. Amen. Anybody else before we go? All right, guys. Well, we're off to a great start. I'm sure that By the time it's all said and done, God will not only be glorified, but my prayer is just that somebody's life be changed and that you get to a place of uh, a different level of repentance, perhaps one that you've never um, truly experienced so that you can experience that fullness of joy that the Word talks to each of us about. Um, That being said, I will give you back some time. It's about 721 And I pray that this conversation blessed you. Um, And I pray that the more we go into it, the freer you get. So I love you all. Happy New Year once again. Don't forget, if you've not secured your space for the gala, please do so before the 7th. And we shall 
talk to you soon. Talk to you in the morning. Bye, guys. I don't know if there's marriage matters tonight. <coughs> God bless you. Thank you. There's no marriage. Thank you. Bye. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Have a blessed day, everybody. Love you, guys. Love you. Have a good day. Happy New Year, everybody.